everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That is Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook joining me for a, a special edition of Bold Predictions on video. We were planning uh, all year to incorporate this new segment uh, every week along with our Friday, na- Friday morning posts before games. Um, but we're going to do it anyway because uh, uh, the looming vote that we still don't know specifically when that will happen for the Big Ten uh, in regards to a season starting in October, November, or January – um, this felt like a good time where we could make some, even though everyone who follows me uh, and everything on our show, I've tried to urge caution and that we didn't know exactly how any of these presidents would vote. Well, forget all that. This is bold prediction. So this is one safe space where I can say it. I'll throw it out there and maybe it'll be wrong. Maybe. You, so don't throw it back in my face. They're supposed to be crazy. I'm not going to start though. Berm's going to start. Here's my first bold prediction. Uh, the leadership of the Big Ten will continue to suck and actually not vote anytime soon, um, rendering this entire conversation moot. But I'm, I'm here for it. Let's have fun. Uh, first bold prediction is that whenever these idiots do vote, uh, it will be a vote that uh, lends itself toward a late November start in the Big Ten. And when that happens, Ohio State's roster will be 15 players short of uh, full and the Buckeyes will have to play the rest of the league with 70 players as opposed to 85 for everyone else. It's the first part. That definitely doesn't qualify as bold, though, Berm. I, it's bold because they're morons, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to do it because it's stupid. It's bold because it's stupid, because it's the worst possible time to start the season. And so that is the only confident thing I have is that when it comes to making this decision, whenever they do it, the choice they make will be the absolute worst one for the players and coaches and parents. Well, if you're going to be wrong, do it boldly. That's what they always say, I think. Yep. Spencer, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take it even a step further than what Berm said because I've written – I I've, my bold prediction is just – it's a little out there, but I'm confident that it's actually going to happen. It's going to be an absolute JV season. I think this is going to be a junior varsity season for Ohio State in the Big Ten. You've already seen – uh, guys like Pat Fryermuth reportedly opting out. You've seen Michael Parsons, Rashad Bateman. Whenever the Big Ten decides to play, there are going to be guys. I think it's going to be in January. I, I really think it will be in January because I don't think Ohio State will, will sign up to play in November. I don't think Michigan will sign up to play in October. If they play in January, I think a lot of the guys that are even coming back will sit out because they don't want to play two seasons in one in one year. And if they get their eligibility anyways, and it doesn't even matter, just sit out and play in the fall and train like it's a regular off season and then get ready for next September. I think this is going to be a true JV season where you see freshmen playing a lot. You see sophomores playing a lot. A lot of the guys that are upperclassmen are going to sit out and it, there's a silver lining there for Ohio state. They get to see a lot of these guys that, that they might not have seen on the field. They might've redshirted before they'll get to play, but it's going to be drastically different, drastically stupid uh, but it'll be a JV season. All that does is infuriate me, Chives. It makes gonna, me so angry because I, I'm not I'm not done, Austin. If you are letting this happen and forcing Ohio State to play with 65 players, and you're not letting the early enrollees play, it is another slap in the face of these people who are trying to safely put together a football season for these kids. Because now, not only are you telling them to play two seasons in one year. Now, not only are you playing in January, forcing them to play indoors and in the middle of a pandemic because you're not going to play outside. Now you're saying you have to do it 
uh, with 60 players or 65 players because Ohio State actually recruits good players that are going to the NFL. And so these players at Ohio State don't care if they get an extra year of eligibility because the only thing they're concerned about timeline-wise is three years from the end of their high school career because that's when they can go to the NFL. It doesn't matter to Zach Harrison or Garrett Wilson if they have to play one season or three seasons. Their goal is to get to the NFL as fast as possible, and that's why they choose Ohio State. It's, they're not going to Iowa where they're going to play for five years and then, and then get a chance. These are kids who have a, a streamlined path to the NFL, and all they're doing is hurting Ohio State in this situation. Berm, are you trying to tell me that these guys don't care about traditional postseason opportunities with the Pac-12? I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> react to Spitz's prediction where, if if the Big Ten votes, if somehow I cannot see how a January plan gets through, I honestly cannot. I understand that that is your prediction; you're entitled to it. But if that if that does happen, I believe that Ohio State would strongly consider opting out of a January season. I agree. Um, for the fall of 2021. I, I strongly believe that. And I know that Ryan Day initially had said that he was invested in coming up with a plan for January. Now that everyone knows that it is possible to play football uh, right now on September 11th, uh, for one, uh, but also that it would be possible to play on October 10th or on Thanksgiving, I do not believe, knowing what would happen to Ohio State's roster, that they would willingly go into a season like that where they would be uh, so shorthanded. Um, I, I don't dismiss at all your idea that, that that could get through with these presidents. As we've said many times, they're impossible to predict, and they've done very strange things. They seem to really think it would be cool uh, to play in January and potentially have a March Rose Bowl and play games indoors in the middle of, you know, as Byrne said, the pandemic, but also flu season. Also, that it would be way more expensive when all 14 teams in the league have to travel for every single game. There's no part of a January plan that makes any goddamn sense. So maybe that'll be the one they pick. Um, because, as I said, whatever they choose is going to be the dumbest possible option. Well, and it and doesn't even matter. It could be November or January or March. It's all the dumbest possible option because the only option that makes sense is to be playing in October when the rest of college football is. Well, and even if they do play a November schedule, I still think it will be a, a watered-down junior varsity version of the Big Ten because – you're right, Berm. Guys like Garrett Wilson and guys like Zach Harrison, they don't want to sign up to play against Oregon in a February Rose Bowl. They don't care about the sunset in the mountains at the Rose Bowl in, in February and March. They just don't care. So, so why they're not going to play. So, so that the entire idea of my prediction is no matter when they play, January, November, it's going to be an awful product. All right, my bold prediction, and I swear it's not just wishful thinking. I, I think – I, I was leaning towards October 10th having an out, outside shot of getting through Wisconsin going into a shutdown uh, with Barry Alvarez chairing the return to play task force, you know, basically three or four days before there might be a vote. Well, that was a bad sign for October 10th. Uh, if, if one of the most passionate, outspoken members of the league suddenly can't even prepare for football, that's going to set back training camp. That makes October 10th. I think that ship has probably sailed. Uh, at least if I'm nailing down a prediction. But I do think that the Big Ten has positive momentum towards playing in October at some point. I now, I now think and can envision a season that would start around Halloween or maybe October 24th. Um, we'll see. It would be a compressed season. Ten games would be out the window. 
I think you'd be looking at seven to eight, uh, potentially with a conference championship game to make sure that you could be in the mix for the college football playoff. There have been a lot of signs and a lot of people that I've talked to this week that have given me the idea that October has gained some traction, but maybe not all the way to the front of it. Somewhere that would be a compromise between what we've talked about before, where Thanksgiving truly became a way to ease the president's back in a negotiating position. And then you put that somewhere between Thanksgiving and October 10th. All right, well, let's have a maybe a Halloween kickoff and get some semblance of a season. Maybe there's a chance that the college football playoff gets bumped back a week or two. I know that there are a lot of moving parts. I know it's complicated. All of this was complicated all from the very beginning. But I, I think, you know, even in the Big Ten, you know, Berm, I know you love that, that statement from the league this week uh, in regards to the, to the Midwest legislators. But there was uh, some key details in that that actually, even though it didn't make a lot of sense, at no point in there did it say uh, that the decision will not be revisited or anything as strongly as some of their previous statements. That, that was actually – a step forward for the Big Ten when it comes to making a statement compared to some others. But, you know, I'll let you be your own, your own judge of that. Yeah, I mean, the reality here is they have to understand what they've done from a PR perspective. They have to understand what they've done from a uh, national brand uh, recognition. They, they've totally damaged the Big Ten. They have to backtrack. These people have an obligation to make money for the institutions that they're presidents for. I mean, at some point you have a, a you have to go, oh crap, uh, did I just accidentally throw away $150 million because I thought that Alabama was going to do the same thing? Like, that's idiotic. I mean, it does mean more in the SEC, obviously. And these people down there have realized, hey, we can do this because if if Wisconsin doesn't have students on campus, in my view, that actually helps football. I think that it's a better thing for the Big Ten campuses to say, hey, you know what? Everyone's going online. Football players can go online and stay on campus because that's how the schools make money. And I don't think I, – I don't care about this false sense of, like, uh, you know, taking umbrage at the idea that football makes your school money and it's so important. Yes, it is, morons. Like, that's what's paying for everything. Like, why do you get so high and mighty and hoity-toity about being offended that we've put too much of an emphasis on football while you're eating a crumpet and drinking tea in your ivory tower, you punk asses? Let these kids play football. Well, you know what? We sit up – well, Spencer and I know this a little bit better than you when you're walking down on their field, but up there, way up high in the horseshoe, in that press box, there is a booth for the athletic director, but guess what? There's also a presidential suite. Uh, where they entertain boosters and they raise money and they have fancy buffets and secret booze. It's, guess what? The presidents know that football is important. That's why they have special seats way up high in, a, in an ivory press box, so to speak, to watch down on their student athletes that are making them hundreds of millions of dollars. They know it's important. To pretend otherwise is just absolutely ludicrous. You also, Austin, left out the uh, the cold leftovers we get from the president's yeah, box yeah. after the games. Uh, that's, yeah, when, but, when uh, brings those, out some of the leftovers that the those half-eaten brownies we get are the best, mm, baby. But, that's the best part of any Saturday. But Austin, I will say, when we talked about the the October plan last week, when it first became a a, a thing, I guess 
I had said that if they waited one more week and started on, on October 17th, I felt like there's a little more confidence coming from me that that could be a real thing because October 10th is just kind of pushing up against it. You know, you barely have enough time to get all those practices in. October 17th makes a lot of sense to me. So if it happens, uh, it's a bold prediction, but I wouldn't be that surprised. I don't know how bold it actually is. Uh, whatever happens here, I think we've reached a point of no return for some players on the Ohio State roster that are just decided – it's probably time for me to move on. And we saw a week ago the, the voluntary workouts. There were a handful of players that uh, were voluntarily not being present. And, you know, Justin Fields did return to campus this week and was back uh, in action. And no surprise, the Ohio State social media team leapt to action themselves. And be like, oh, Justin's here, Justin's here, Justin's here. But it, the later this goes – it's like every week that this gets wasted, we're going to see more and more of these Ohio State players decide, yeah, maybe it's not worth it for me to, to keep doing this. Because as Austin wrote on Wednesday, like there's no plan. And until there's a plan, whatever the plan is, like everyone should be looking out only for themselves. And again, we talked about earlier this week, it says so much to me about the guys on this team that everyone has decided to this point to stay involved. But at some point, it, it's going to turn into a what's best for me situation. And I can't imagine anyone blaming them for that. Yeah, I have. A, I think all three of us have a bold prediction that that might happen sooner that, rather than later for this Ohio State roster. It's not too hard to piece some of these uh, clues together, uh, especially if their parents speak out about where the kids may or may not be during these voluntary workouts. Uh, that's a day. That's a, that's a story for another day. This is a been bold predictions. Instead, that's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. Appreciate you guys joining us. Hopefully, pretty soon we'll be able to turn these into actual predictions for Saturday games. But until then, we'll keep waiting for good news from the Big Ten that football will be back, and I'll keep uh, uh, trying to speak it into existence along with these guys. See you next time at LettermanRow.com. Bye bye.